0: Welcome to the Mommy Matters podcast, where Mommy Matters is a double entendre that states and declares that mommies matter. Where we have conversations surrounding Mommy Matters from conception to pregnancy to postpartum, mother and father wounds, dating, mindfulness and self care, spirituality, parenting, discipline, legislation, money and so much more. It is my hope and my prayer that the information that you gather here serves as a blueprint for generational and individual ascension. Enjoy. All right. Welcome, welcomes everyone. Thank you for listening to the Mommy Matters podcast where we discuss Mommy Matters and show that mommies matter in the various conversations that we have in general about anything. Mm. And my name is Cecile and I am your host and the creative director of Mommy Evolve, which brings you this podcast. And I have a guest today. Yay! (laughs) And my guest, is Jay Wilson of Melanated Moms. And I am so happy to have her today to discuss this wonderful movement that is bringing together mothers all over the country, all over the globe. I always say you might as well bring it worldwide because... Oh no,
1: it is. It's
0: coming. <laughs> right? it's coming. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we all have similar experiences, no matter where we are from. Mm-hmm. So, and we have so much wisdom to share as well. And so this is what I love about um, the movement Melanated Moms, the way that the community of mothers have come together to share with one another, to assist one another, etc. But let me not talk too much. Let me let Jay <laughs> talk about it, um, because she's going to give you the fullness of it. All right.
1: So, Jay. Sure. Um, So, hello. I am Jay Wilson. I am the founding president of Melanated Moms. Um, Melanated Moms is a community-based membership for moms and women of color. We serve all women throughout the melanated spectrum. So, as long as you have melanin, you are in. Um, And, yeah, we're starting this amazing movement that generally initially just started out of um, wanting to find a support group with women who look like me and we're going through the same like transitions that I was going through. Um, so about, I started about two years ago um, and I was looking for other moms that can help support me going through a divorce, becoming a single mother from being a married mother um, and really just trying to like find my footing. And it's like blossomed into this cool, movement of advocacy and like using your voice and yeah all this other cool stuff so that's that's where it is you know Mm -hmm. we do we do many events a lot of my stuff is around social awareness and the impact on women um through the intersections of motherhood sisterhood and womanhood and we also do things um that include our children so um the biggest thing that I do that includes our kids is my my support group. So every first Saturday of the month, um, I have a support group in Linden, New Jersey. Through the summer, I'm on a break because I'm doing a lot of traveling. So it's going to restart as of September 7th. But um, we have a support group where moms and women come out. It's kid-friendly. We give the kids arts and crafts and different activities to do. I'm actually excited because we have a – a STEM program that has signed on to be our co-facilitator program for the children. So Mm -hmm. while the moms are, yeah, so while the moms are meeting, the children are going to actually be in the next room doing a STEM exercise, Um, and it's the full length of the time of our meeting. So win-win, and Mm -hmm. the the great part about that is the moms and, um, well, obviously the moms, the moms. Um, the the lessons that the children are learning through the STEM, they actually can can continue it at home. So okay. it's a it's a mobile app that the kids can do. Um, and then you know when when we meet again the following month, you know they start a new project. So it's really cool. So the kids can continue that, and the moms can give them something to do instead of like watching YouTube or whatever. Like they're actually mm-hmm. be learning something that's really cool. So yeah, absolutely, we know that. STEM is extremely
0: important. So doer. For- us to know our children to be exposed to STEM in a way that where they're the producers as opposed to consuming 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 (laughs) so I think that that's very powerful and important and if if people don't know what STEM is I know we hear it's STEM but it's science um, technology engineering and math Mm -hmm. um, and it's the way that you know that is taught again Um, For children to use it in their daily lives to see how it works, because everything is just turning to that. So I wanted to say something to you because I I have one of the Melanated Mom shirts. Um, Yeah, I consider myself a a member of the Melanated Mom community. You are! And... Absolutely. and I wore my shirt I was at this place right and I was wearing my, I wear it often actually because I just love the color the, the pink is like my thing pink and gold I mean thank hello. you I so, love it yeah <laughs> it's so beautiful mm-hmm. um so I was wearing it and this this gentleman as he said what this melanated me oh god and so <laughs> I explained it to him I was like did I explain that well Mm-hmm. anyway so some people might not know what melanated means. So I want you to, you know, express that. in. Sure.
1: Mm-hmm. So I get that question often. And it's usually from people who are the majority mm-hmm. to be nice. Um, well, not melanated. <laughs> yes. Non-melanated people. Um, I mean, um, just to say melanated just means to be of color. So um, I purposely didn't want it to be, um, just seen as a black movement a brown movement or whatever i think that all cultures fall under a melanated structure whether you're from africa whether you're from asia whether you're from parts of europe you know like melanin is rich and everywhere you know um so that's usually what i say well not usually that's what i always say melanated means to be of color and everyone knows what a mom is right um What's funny though is I have I really do have like an international following. So I have some melanated moms in Australia. And the first thing I said was, "Is black people in Australia?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: my like, gosh, yeah, that just made me laugh. Right. The, the original people are, my dear. They and are very I, melanated.
1: <laughs> exactly. So like they actually taught me that. They're like, "No, the aboriginals are actually the 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 founders of this land, mm-hmm. so you know there's a whole different structure on like what racism looks like down there and what colorism and all that you know all of those dimensions of being melanated means in in Australia. So I'm hoping by the end of 2020 I'll actually get to visit them because it's, it's actually growing to be a pretty good um pretty good number of people. It's a good maybe like 25 30. Excellent. Oh, yes, Excellent. I was like, oh shoot, yeah,
0: it will no grow it absolutely yep. will grow and yep. i i know that it's because women are now we're returning to um our original ways mm-hmm. to, to put it very simply mm-hmm. and our original ways is not to be considered a single mom and a woman over there struggling by herself that is right. not the there's even the concept of doing that is quite insanity it stirs up insanity in my spirit because Mm -hmm. it really does take a village to raise a child but I always add the (laughs) line that it takes a village to to raise a mom it does it (laughs) It does it does oh and we really have to get back to that structure because so many women are dealing with the uh, ramifications of Mm -hmm. experiencing parenthood by themselves. And that ramification is far reaching in so many ways, so many um, things that are affected, not just in us, but also in our children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I want you to talk a little bit about your experience with going from a mo- married mom to a single mom, and yeah. what that meant for you.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so you know, I've in New Jersey. And originally, I'm from Buffalo, New York, Mm -hmm. So, um, and my ex-husband is as well. We moved down here 15 years ago, this whole, you know, in love, young people thing. And we built our family. And when we broke up, when it didn't work out, I felt like I've already, I created a lot of roots here. So I'm like, it doesn't make sense for me to go backwards, even though, you know, technically I would have support there with my family. Um, I thought it would, it just made more sense for me to stay in New Jersey because I, I was pretty rooted here, you know, but that came with me understanding the support that I had from my ex-husband was leaving. Like if he physically would not be here, so mm-hmm. I had to learn how to create that community around me and my children so that I can still thrive and so that they can still thrive because there's it's plenty of things that, you know. The kids want they need you they want you to be at every ballet show everything and you just can't do it because it's just you you know Mm -hmm. so it it took me a while to understand how to get over that mommy guilt of choosing uh, having a better life for my children away from my family or our family because i know that the the bigger purpose is rooted away from them, you know, like I I built a really great career here. I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for 15 years now. Um, And at the time I was working in a very high demand, really high paying job. So I'm like, I have the money, I have the means, you know, I can create this. And, you know, I, I just, it just, it, it registered to me differently because I knew I wasn't making it as a selfish decision. I was really making it more as an inclusive decision of my children, knowing you know the opportunities that lie where my family live are very few and in between, as opposed to where I am. So when I was going through that moment, I'm like, okay, you made this decision. You have to stick with it. You got to make things work. You know, um, it was hard. It was really a hard um, concept to grasp for my children because we were so used to him being there. You know, um, mm-hmm. so what I did was, you know, obviously i made melanated moms, but even prior to that, I was just talking to other women that I knew, other moms. I'm like, how do you do this by yourself? Like, really? Who do you ask for this? Or what happens when your kids are sick? You're the only one that's feeding them. You're the only one that's providing for them. What do you do? And they all were very open and honest and very welcoming. Because, you know, a lot of what we hear in our communities is people do things in isolation. Mm-hmm. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to help you. They don't. Well, you made that decision. You better figure it out. I I can honestly say I did not have that from anyone. Everyone was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let me embrace you. Let me show you what this is. Let me help you transition into it. So it's not that I still didn't struggle with things. I didn't feel like it was such a loss because it has so many amazing people that were willing to be there for me and my kids. So I hope I answered the question. No, that was
0: definitely answered the question. And as you were speaking, <laughs> yeah. it made me think of, you know, whether you're married or not. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, you do need that structure around you anyway. You do. right? Because at, at the end of the day, you, um, you know, two people isn't enough to raise children. Wow. You need a whole community. Like, I'm still, I'm married, but I still... You know, my husband works a lot Mm -hmm. and it's still, you know, I still have to find ways to, you know, utilize my community, how we can get together, how we can build community. It's really been a lesson in building community Mm -hmm. when I realized that I was just doing too much. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In short, (laughs) I was doing too much Mm -hmm. and, um, It was taking its toll, as I said, not just on me, but it was taking its toll on my daughter. You know, Um, it can also take toll on relationships, on your marriage, on your, you know, the relationship with other people, your siblings, whatever. Because Mm -hmm. when you're agitated, tired, aggravated, man, you, you're not a nice person. Well, I know I'm not. When I ain't getting enough sleep, I am not nice. Okay, you have not (laughs) lying. Yes, it's true hmm So that's something for women to consider because I know I've heard a lot and I know I've experienced that, you know, if somebody doesn't come to assist you in one instance, you can kind of shut yourself down and, right. you know, fall back and think to yourself, oh, nobody's ever there to help me. But mm-hmm. really it, it sounds like a lot of work, but it, it may be a lot in the beginning, but once yeah. you build those, um, those networks mm-hmm. it becomes so much easier for you to function mm-hmm. and for you to be free within yourself and so yeah. that piece of community is absolutely critical and I think that there is something within us as melanated women right um that we have lost that sense of community because of our some historical um incidences and historical issues that we have had um on a social economical um level and spiritual level Mm -hmm. um so even
1: even like breaking generational curses you know Mm -hmm. so you see your friends and your family like i i i I had a um i had a talk this past monday about motherhood and mental health Mm. and um one of the points i made was when you're in a specific community You may not realize how bad, finger Mm -hmm. quotes, how Mm -hmm. bad it actually is if everybody is experiencing the same thing. The same thing, thing. yep. Mm -hmm. So, like for me, I grew up very poor. It was, you know, like we didn't have a lot. And just to be frank, we did not have a lot. Um, It was like a luxury that we actually had a car. And it was like just my grandmother, you know? But um, it would be times where, like, you know, a utility be cut off or our water Mm -hmm. was off. And, my family never batted an eye. They were like, "Oh, just go next door and ask, ask them if we could just use some water." Mm-hmm. So we did. And looking back now, I'm like, I can never have my kids in a in a place where we don't have water. Right. I never have my kids sitting in the dark, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought about it. Like, if you don't know that that's not every everybody's not experiencing it, you don't feel like it's trauma. You don't right. feel like. It's something that you need to heal from. Mm -hmm. You know how you felt in the moment, sitting in the dark or not being able to take a shower. You know how that felt. So that might resonate with you, but you don't necessarily look at it as trauma or as something that, um, will give you anxiety or be depressed about if you were to experience again, or even look at it as a trigger, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's an excellent, excellent point. Yeah. And so we have to really take stock. And this is something that I talk to and teach, um, the, the mothers that, um, come to me, et cetera, is that we really have to take stock of, okay, what, what is the reality that you are telling yourself based on your past things that mm-hmm. you have seen? Mm-hmm. So for example, if you've seen single parenthood, if you've seen everybody in your family suffering from high blood pressure or yep. diabetes, then you're going to be like, well, that's just what it is. Yep. that's Right. It mm-hmm. And, you know, and sometimes it's, it's difficult for us to take stock of those situations because of the conversations that we may have with our family. And they're like, oh, well, it's because of this, that, and that. And it's not that you're downing what happened to your family. It's Mm -hmm. just a part of the fact of the nature. It's just that I'm saying this so that I can see, okay, what else is out there? How can I shift this story for my family, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think it's very important for women, particularly women of color, who have unfortunately but historically gotten narratives placed around us that Mm -hmm. are full of poverty of sickness of disease of our inability to do certain things such as raise our own children are having to only work hard are having to only do this and that I was actually we were I was at a book club and we had read Michelle Obama's um book and one of the ladies she was an older woman she said that she you know when she saw that her mother had been a housewife Mm. That shocked her because she never considered that Black women were housewives. We always learned or heard or saw that Black women were either maids or, you know, did some, you know, some kind of backbreaking work at that. Mm-hmm. So it was shocking to her to have seen that. So mm-hmm. anyway, we really have to consider the narratives that we grew up around so that we Absolutely. can i for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And just to um, add to that, we have to also know as we grow older, it's okay to change that narrative. Mm-hmm. I run into so many women who feel very conflicted because yeah. they feel like, oh, if I do XYZ, my family or my friends are going to think that I think I'm better than them. Correct. So I don't want to have that mindset or I don't want them to have that mindset about me, but let me pull back. Or let me dumb myself down because I don't want anyone to feel that, feel away, mm-hmm. you know? But I look at that differently and I always tell people who say that, it's like, no, you have to change the narrative for them. Mm-hmm. Let them know, like you were saying, like, it's not a down on you. You did exactly what you could do with what you had. But the goal of my of being my family or being my friend is to uplift me to do better than we all did so that we all can elevate. Mm-hmm. It's not a singular event it's not a singular exactly. um step exactly like those the, all of these things benefit all of us mm-hmm. you know so if someone tells you oh well you think you this and you think you that I'm like no you think that i am exactly. but you can be exactly where i am we came from the same bottom we came from the exact we come from the exact same cloth. so the only thing that you should be asking yourself is all right if she's there how can i get there if that's where i want to be if not where you want to be then that's a whole nother Story. There's nothing wrong with that, but you should never down somebody because they decided to elevate themselves in a different way than you did. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it is a a little eye of of jealousy, such okay. you know that people it feel like oh I didn't do this, um and she's coming and doing this. Yeah. Um and so it's definitely something that happens. Trust me, I've, I've experienced it with different things and I changed, like the way I eat, and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> yeah. different things. Even you know, getting married and being in a you know what I'm saying, certain kind of relationship and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a different narrative, so it's hard for people to shift their um views around something when they don't understand it or they only understand it from a very from their standpoint. Right. So. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. a very, it's a critical thing that we really do have to look at and really think about the ways because these things can be so insidious, (laughs) and they creep into many areas of our lives, in our mind and our spirit. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be really, this is why I'm a strong proponent of therapy and um, all of those things, because sometimes we have to see how the ways that we think and see things are very Um, constricting to what is possible for our Mm -hmm. lives and what is possible. And it creeps also into the way that we parent.
1: Yes. Yes. Talk about it. It creeps
0: into the way that we parent. So there is no separating in my understanding and my observation the way that we see our children, the way that we observe children being raised and what we think about ourselves. Right. So I say it all the time that, and, and some people they're like, yeah, yeah. And some people are like, well, I did the best I could. And I'm like, I'm not saying you didn't do the best you could. Right. What I am saying is that when we're raising children, yes, we understand how we were raised, but we Mm -hmm. also have to take, be able to take stock of how they need to be raised based on the society that they're being raised in because it is a different society. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that um, some parents find hard to do, think about um, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I think that we also have this mindset around, you know, being owners of our children in some way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that comes with um, some melanated communities. Being Mm -hmm. owners without being fully responsible, if that makes sense. I don't know how how else to say that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, we are responsible for a lot of the things that come out of the future generations. Yeah. Nothing impacted me more than one time I went and I saw Maya Angelou speak. Mm. And she um, said in the most sincerest tone that I've ever heard anybody speak in my life. <laughs> she said, I have to apologize to this generation for mm. what my generation did. Wow. I don't, that sat in my soul <laughs> for years. And I couldn't, you know, when you hear certain things and it like churns yeah. around in your mind and your spirit, mm. I, I just, it, it just sat in me and I'm just like, I don't want to be the person that feels like I have to apologize. So what what can I do?
1: I mean, that's what are supposed to do? Like talk about it. That's a huge part of almost every melanated culture, culture right? Mm-hmm. You don't talk about it. You keep it to yourself. You mm-hmm. keep the business within the business. You know, don't do that. So to actually start, uh, Mom evolve and, and talk about these issues and talk about how people feel about that is the biggest number one step. Mm -hmm. number two is acknowledging that and saying like okay i know where we came from but it does not set my destination of where i'm going right Mm -hmm. you know so it's nothing to really be like upset or ashamed of like i get why she was apologizing i feel like i owe my kids an apology Mm -hmm. um and for maybe for a different reason though because there are certain things that i did not grow up with um, not that my family didn't love me or didn't show me like affection and stuff, but it was just in a different way. Mm-hmm. So like, like, for example, my kids, I could talk about these girls all day long, right? But <laughs> they're
0: fabulous, my, by the way. I just absolutely love, love My them. kids, I'm telling you, they're,
1: there's some, they, they've been here before. Yes, those two they have, them.
0: honey, several times. Okay. Several, <laughs> believe me,
1: they have been here. And, um, my kids, they're like uber emotional and mm-hmm. love to be like huggy touchy and like I did not grow up with that mm-hmm. so to me I'm like what's wrong why you need a hug all thing on time like what's happening mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. did you do mm-hmm. something I got no business doing and I thought about it and I said this is what I was taught yeah. I'm only asking for a hug because I want you not to be mad at me I'm only right. asking for you know affection or some type of accolade because I need something. Mm-hmm. And my kids have taught me, I mean, I don't have to need anything. I just I just love you. I just want to be with you. I just want to be around you. I just want to mm-hmm. talk to you. I just I appreciate you. I, I want to touch you. Like mm-hmm. they're those kind of people. Mm-hmm. And it took me a minute to be like, okay, let me I'm gonna touch you back and <laughs> I feel weird, you know.
0: Uh-huh. I kid so, you not, I've had the same experience.
1: Yeah. The same exact experience. It's so hard to to turn that off because you have been trained to do that your whole life. Mm -hmm. I'm 35 years old and I'm like, why don't I know how to hug these kids? Yep. No, but I I can also say what my kids have done is they've taught me these lessons and they've taught me why it's important to have that, to have that like touch, like to know not just in your head that somebody loves you, but to hear it and to feel it yes. you know and to really be genuine and authentic with those feelings mm-hmm. so what what i do is i apologize to them because i'm like i'm so sorry i, I that's not what i know I, ne- I never learned to love like this mm-hmm. you know? um, i always give them examples about uh, my grandmother versus my mother um i have a really toxic relationship with both of my parents so i don't i don't actually interact with them which is kind of ironic because i'm doing this whole motherhood thing right but again, that's part that's of breaking all. the cycle. It is a part of breaking part the cycle, learning like what people are toxic for you and what you don't want out of your own parenthood. you know. And so also I had to crafting a different kind of parenting. Yeah. A different yeah. paths for parenting in your families. Absolutely. It's true. And my kids, they're like, I've seen them interact with her, like, you know, we'll be at family functions or something. And they're like, you're not a nice lady. Hmm. you're not very nice to our family you're not very nice to my mom and like it hurt me at first because I'm like you guys are being disrespectful and I was like wait a minute no they're not
0: they're actually being
1: authentic and being honest they weren't being nasty or disrespectful they were just like yeah we we don't mess with you miss because we see how you move You know, -hmm. it's something that
0: at their age, they're observing that and able to express themselves because I know when we were coming up, we could not talk about certain things. No, we And so I think that that's a powerful thing that we allow our children to express their feelings. I think that is so important. How many women I work with who can't even express their personal truths.
1: Mm -hmm. And I told them like, um, my grandmother passed away about five years ago Mm -hmm. and my girls, they were both here. But my baby, she was maybe like two and a half, almost three, and my oldest was like five, almost six. Mm -hmm. And my youngest, she doesn't really remember her, but my oldest does. And she always like just randomly, I feel like my grandmother, like her spirit is around often. And my daughter just come in the room, be like, "Mommy, you remember when Nana did this? Mommy, do I'm like, how do you remember that? You know, you was five years old. Like, how do you remember that? But like. (laughs) every time they describe my grandmother they describe it in love they describe her um just being warm and and like a beautiful presence around them you know mm-hmm. but when they describe my mother they're like Mm-mm, that's not her mm-hmm. and they'll they'll tell me all the time like Mommy, we think you're like Nana. We we think you're so nice and warm. We think you're so beautiful. We we just love being around you. And that's how I was with my grandmother. I loved her, loved her, loved her to death. Mm. But I can count on one hand how many times this woman actually said to me that she loved me. Hmm. I, can, I can count on one hand how many times this woman hugged me or told me she was proud of me. And it's not that she never said it, but it was so few that it was like when she did say it, I was like, oh, my God, Nana recognized me. You know what I mean? Mm. So I think about that and I'm like, you know, you know, when someone loves you and and they care about you, but like you get used to, you you get in this mindset of saying like, well, I just know it. So she doesn't have to necessarily say it, but you realize how significant it is when they actually do. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. for my children, they taught me like, you know, we, you never know the next time you'll see somebody, not necessarily saying it in this way, but you never know the next time you see somebody. So you always tell them you love them. You always tell them how you feel about them because that is what will stick with them. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. And be kind
0: to them energetically and and mentally and spiritually. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that's, that's also the kind of energy that we send to the people around us. Our loved ones is so Mm -hmm. critical. Um, And so I appreciate that you, that you said that. And one of the things that I always say too, is that, you know, I've had my, moments with my mother as well. Um, and part of my healing process was really getting to understand her story, Mm. right? Because some of our mothers have been raised and grown up. This is not to say that there, if there was some abuse or anything like that, that that's acceptable, not at all. Um, but it is, um, very important, I think, for us to understand where they come from. Mm -hmm. Um, because there are a lot of them are holding a lot of trauma in their bodies and their minds and their experiences. And they Mm -hmm. don't, they still can't let it out. They can't let go of it still. Right. right? And so that causes them to seem cold, distant, unloving, unsupportive, all of those things, Mm -hmm. because unfortunately they don't feel that within themselves. Right. For whatever reason it was either uncrafted or cut off from inside of them. So that's something for us to be very aware of, not just for ourselves, but just to be conscientious about other people, you know, mm-hmm. our children, you know, when, when mm-hmm. our children are, look sad or down, what may be going on inside of them so that we can find ways to get them to talk right, about what's going on. Um, so this is, I, I see melanated moms as being that kind of movement as well, because yeah. it's critical, you know, it's, it's nice to get together and talk, but what is the quality of the conversation? <laughs> like, you know, nobody leaves from around me without having, I mean, sometimes it's heavy, but then I'd be like, all right, y'all can get up and dance or something, but you, you need to, <laughs> <laughs> but you need to have this here conversation. Cause just having it twiddling around in your brain, rolling around in your brain, is not helping you to once you get stuff out woof yeah that's that's like the ultimate (laughs) it's true (laughs) you know you may not even have a resolution to it yeah at that time Mm -hmm. but it's just putting it something about putting it out into the atmosphere into the universe that makes you feel lighter Mm -hmm. um talking communication and literally like unravels something inside of you yeah so yeah talk about the stuff that's you know that's a little difficult to talk about too, you know. Even if not with your sister friends, again, therapy. I'm a huge proponent of therapy. <laughs>
1: Girl, therapy literally saved my life and saved me and my kids. Like I, I, I am a hundred and ten percent behind therapy. Um, <clears throat> when I was, you know, when I was going through our transition, um, I initially went for therapy for my daughter. Like mm-hmm. I was like, you know, she was really, really my oldest. Was really having a hard time of us not being that. Family unit. Mm. And she started acting out in school, and she started throwing stuff. And I'm like, What is this kid? Like, mm. she's never been that way. So I'm like, We got to figure out something, mm. you know. And um I reached out to her school, and I said, You know, we're having like we were having issues with her sleeping, and she was like literally scared to like leave my side. And I'm like, Girl, I gotta go to work. I can't be up with you like a newborn every two hours, like crying mm. and screaming. It was a mess. And um, the school counselor she was like, you know, I would love to recommend therapy. I don't want to feel, seem like I'm offending you. I said, I'm not offended by that. Mm. So she said, okay, I'll give you a referral. So she gave me this great referral and, um, I called the lady. Um, we went to to the therapy session and it was good. And after the second one, she's like, can I talk to you? I was like, yeah, sure. No problem. What's going on? So she said, um, you know, I'm going over a lot of stuff with your daughter. And I think that it's going to definitely be. A lot of work that we're gonna have to do which is good because she seems to be willing open to talk about it but who's taking care of you Mm. and I was like what do you mean you know like Mm -hmm. instantly defensive I'm like what do you mean she's like no who's taking care of you like you are driving a bus that's on fire right now like how are you managing all of the things going on in your life and now I'm in my head like thousands of questions like what did she tell her what did she think about me what is she trying to say is she gonna take away my kid like you know what i mean like all these
0: and those are very like, real concerns There's the reason why a lot of parents especially in the african-american or if melanated community don't mess with absolutely, <laughs>
1: absolutely.
0: support services and that's yeah, of
1: like support of who exactly who, who, who supporting me okay. you know so i said um i said no i'm okay i'm fine she said well I'm not doubting that you aren't, however, I think it would be helpful if you can also talk and like release some of the things that you're dealing with, because what I'm seeing with your daughter is she's emulating some behaviors that she see Mm -hmm. from you, Mm -hmm. and she said not in a negative way, but if you become anxious or if you like feel really stressed, she's scared that she's the one that's causing it and then she becomes anxious and she becomes stressed she feels like she has to take care of you yep and she was like six or seven or eight years old or something like that so she was like you can't have this child carrying all that weight on her shoulders and i thought about it i was like oh my god i don't want her to carry that so i was like okay well i guess i'll come to a session so she's mm-hmm. like yeah come. you know we could do like a group thing with the family and then we'll do individuals like whatever works for you i said okay we end up seeing this lady for almost three years yeah and the only reason we stopped is because i ended up losing my job and i lost my health insurance and she didn't take medicaid so i was just like okay you know it took me a while to like find another therapist and stuff i'm still looking for another one now but like i'm still very good good friends with the, the therapist that we had and um She definitely was super pivotal in my life. Mm -hmm. And she helped me to really put a lot of things into perspective to understand, like, there are some things that are literally just out of your control. And it's not because you didn't plan. It's not because you weren't prepared for it. It's it's life. It's literally life. So don't blame yourself. Don't get down. Don't get so anxious about it. Like, well, if I had just spend $11 over here instead of $17 over here. Right. <laughs> Do the t- you know? <laughs> Carry the 10, add the one. Exactly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. So when I tell you, like, I literally think about how much I was carrying at that moment and how, how broken I felt. Mm. But I, I just, I didn't want anybody to see it and I didn't want anybody right. to judge me for it because mm. I felt like people would be like, well, just go back to your husband and everything would be great. Like, no, because you don't know what was going on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there actually wasn't support you know mm-hmm. um, so you know it, it it takes it takes a long time to realize the benefit of therapy but i think once you get to the point where you can understand there is a benefit you can actually do it and go go forward with it you know but you got to trust the process it's not three three less three sessions and you healed like it All takes right. a while it takes a while mm-hmm.
0: And, it, and sometimes it may take a moment to get someone who you trust. And a lot of um, people want to find um, people who are, that look like them. So oh, yeah. you know, people in in um, the melanated community typically mm-hmm. want people who look like them to be there because they understand their historical struggle as well as their social and all of those struggles when it comes to um, understanding therapy is so absolutely critical, and yeah. I know that there are resources out there with literally just people of color um, therapists and such that you can find, or counselors and such. So that's definitely something that I highly recommend, even if you feel like you don't need it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and I, you know, I, um, I have a huge um, resource list of um, melanated therapists and excellent. counselors, um, mm-hmm. which I've shared on. Um, my Facebook um, page, my Melanie Mom's Facebook page. I'm also updating my website to have a directory list of practitioners and um, therapists and counselors and things that serve our community for our community. So that's going to be finally live Mm -hmm. in September. Excellent. Pretty exhausted list.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. what your website? Just share the website so people can yes. go and check it and check it and check it. <laughs>
1: it Our <laughs> website is MelanatedMoms, Moms. M E L I N A T E D M O M S dot com. We're also on social media. Every platform: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, Meetup, all those. Um, at MelanatedMoms. Moms. And, um, you know, if you have any questions or you need to reach me, um, you can email me at melanatedmoms at gmail.com. Um, and we have so many things coming up. Our um, event calendar is, is currently up on the website. We have several events coming up. Um, two, two huge events I would like to um, share. I, w- I hope you can come to, to both of them, but at least one. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, My rebirth retreat. Which is going to be August tenth to the eleventh.
0: Okay, um, <laughs> I saw
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be a two day event. It's going to be really nice. We got a beautiful space for that. And then um, my first women empowerment conference, which Woo-hoo. is cool. Called- yes, which is called the Seeds of Sisterhood fundraising brunch. So the purpose of the purpose of um, Seeds of Sisterhood is to raise one hundred thousand dollars to go towards opening our first um new jersey headquarters space Woo. yes mm, mm, mm. <laughs> look I'm dan- y'all can't see me dancing
0: but i'm dancing
1: <laughs> listen i'm so excited i and love what, it what we want to do with this space is provide programs and services um, for a melanated community also um, i've developed several trainings and workshops um, where i'm training women to be melanated mom team leaders Mm-hmm. where they can go out into their own communities and start melanated mom branches mm-hmm. and then we also want to have an after-school program for our children as well as work with local um government and um, other agencies to um to continue our work in advocacy and um, policy making we have a lot of um we've grown really like fast in um in uh uh Health, care, maternal health, and um, women's health advocacy and um, policies that affect uh, moms and women of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working with a lot of agencies like Moms Rising, Women Rising for Care for Moms, um, the Department of Health of New Jersey, the Department of Health in New York, um, and we also have some sister companies in Toronto, so GTA area, that are really pushing for change within our communities. So you know. Um, We want to have all these things, these resources in one space and, you know, eventually continue to to spread throughout the world. But it starts with the first one. So, you know, our our efforts to raise this money is vast. Um, It's kind of scary, but I know that we can do it. I was gonna
0: say it's all of that but it's also possible
1: so let's get it (laughs) absolutely absolutely,
0: yes and I love that Melanated Moms really hits the various areas Mm -hmm. of um, shifting the conversation around motherhood because you have to be on the policy level you have to be in the community you have to be you know in the household (laughs) you Mm -hmm. have to be in all of those and wink, wink, hopefully in the future, it will also be a component and understanding that um, communities need to know how to nurture mothers as well. So the men in the communities, the grandma, you know, just understanding Mm -hmm. the process of motherhood, what it means is such a critical role Mm. in our society, in our families, in our, you know, but many of us don't learn, you know, how to be the most effective of ourselves, let alone, (laughs) it starts there. Honestly, this is why it's called mommy Evolve, because it starts with you. All of the women that come to me that say, Oh, my child is doing this, that and this and that. I'm like, Oh really? So what you doing? Right,
1: right, right.
0: And this is not a blame game. It's not, but just like you were saying earlier, the energies are connected. And so you have to be very clear like that, that is connected. So my you know, I like to eat so I can't complain that my daughter like to eat because I, yep. Yep. Listen. <laughs> I know that I like to eat too. Right. So mm-hmm. when I stop eating, because when I was in, when I get in those modes where I'm not eating much, literally she gets in the same mode. Like it's, yep. I don't even have to say nothing. I don't have to do nothing. It's just what it is. So, you know, being very conscientious of your energy and your mindset, that's yep. where it starts. And that true. is where it starts. Yeah. (sighs) Uh, But of course your children are their own personalities, but you know.
1: But you know what I've I've seen with my kids? Uh they are like different versions of me at different stages in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Not necessarily like their actual chronological age, but like (laughs) look at the nose like that was me at like 14. I mm-hmm. was here like 17, 18. Exact oh child, you
0: just preaching. You hear me? I'm telling you, like they Absolutely. we'd they be so frustrated with our own self. Look, we be frustrated with us. For real. Like this is why my mom was mad at me. Oh my
1: god, stop doing
0: that. You know? <laughs> oh, I just love it. But <laughs> oh, but the simple awareness, I think, frees us up yeah it really does it frees us up to just be to be more compassionate to to take motherhood in a i want more women to have fun with motherhood
1: yes
0: and not be afraid of it not be so afraid because it really can and should really be you get to think about it this is i think why grandparents love grandchildren so much because it's like they get to relive their childhood yeah you know yeah yeah but I think yeah. sometimes we get so bogged down with, you know, I got to pay this bill, or I got to do this, or mm-hmm. I want to keep up with these Joneses over here or whatever, Listen. that we get bogged down with the, the sheer joy that mm-hmm. it can bring us and the lightness and the fun that it can bring us if we yeah. allow it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, that's one of my things. I, I really, I, I desire for more mothers, melanated mothers to have more fun
1: and i I really appreciate you saying that like one thing that i really want to point out with melanated moms i didn't want to put so many specifications on the type of women i wanted to service Mm -hmm. um like i had so many women was like oh is this just for black moms like no is it just for single moms i'm like no is it just for moms that make this amount no Mm -hmm. like i don't want to have all of these barriers and then those women that you're saying should be excluded, have nowhere to go.
0: Exactly. I went through the same thing, girl, with Bobby. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I went through the same thing.
0: Because we all literally have similar, I don't care. I've been in homes with with mothers who are very well off and mothers Mm -hmm. who don't have much, and we still have the same experiences. It really doesn't even matter, to be quite, quite frank. So, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know
1: what I've also learned from being able to mix it up that way is, not only do they both see the similarities in each other, but they also motivate one another. Mm-hmm. So you may have a mom who has, you know, um, like a lower income than this other mom, right? Mm-hmm. She may be very reserved in saying like what she makes or what she does or whatever, as would the the mom who makes six figures, you know? Mm-hmm. But when, they, when you hear each other talk and you're like, Oh, somebody finally connects with me on that particular topic. They form That's these bad. bonds. Right. And they're like, I would have never met you mm-hmm. if I didn't come into this room. Yep. Your I never would have
0: been
1: connected. able to. Yeah. I, I've had moms. I had one mom who was working three jobs. She worked like Family Dollar, she worked at McDonald's, and she worked at like TJ Maxx. And then I had another mom who's like a scientist. Like, so doing something with like nu- nuclear technology or something mm-hmm. and they were both in the same room and when i tell you they were walking out kiki in at the end of that <laughs> day. Like, girl and then I and i'm it. like that's what you need that's, what that's you exactly need. what you need and the mom who was working three jobs going back to school and now she's looking at other things that she wants as an option i love it you know what i'm saying and the other yeah, mom learned that. how yeah the other mom learned How to communicate with other people without the boundaries of putting her status first.
0: Yes. That's 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 real. That's real. real.
1: That is so real.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's so real.
0: One group of mothers that I know, and I'm going to say this and then we're going to get off because I'll sit up in here and talk all day, child. (laughs) That's
1: what I do. I'm telling you. After this, I'm going to take my nap because I got to work tonight. But listen, I do this all day.
0: So so one of the groups, because right now I serve a family that um, has an autistic child, and that Mm -hmm. is one area that I feel like some mothers may need a little extra support because they are dealing with a child with, I don't even like to say the word disability, but um, that's the word that is used, (laughs) right? Yeah. And I feel like that's a group of mothers that may be a little more isolated Mm -hmm. than any group. Um, Just because of the sheer magnitude of the amount of work that they have to do to, quote unquote, normalize the experiences for their children. Sure. So that's something that, you know, I'm just saying to the listeners to be mindful of. If you know a mother that has a child that has a disability, try to love on her a little extra, you know, because that is a lot to um, consider and to deal with on a daily basis. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Jay, I appreciate the conversation. Of course. Lovely. And thank you for coming on this Saturday. I'm about to go get my exercise on because child, (laughs) I ate a donut today and I'm like, oh, I need to exercise, but it was good. I I don't feel guilty. But anyway. Eat that donut. And it was a good one. It was from the Amish market. Oh, so, you know, the Amish market be having them good uh, situations. But anyway,
1: <laughs> it be real. It was real. Water. Real deal. Exactly.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. All right. Listening family, thank you so much for listening. Please go on Melanated Mom's website and social media platforms and like, join, all of that
1: subscribe subscribe
0: <laughs> all of that <laughs> all of them. um and stay connected because melanated moms is about to be seen everywhere and Thank i want you. you all to be a part of the movement and to support this movement because it is so important for us to know that we are seen, heard and to get the information that we need to elevate ourselves, our mommyhood and ultimately Future generations. That's right. So thank you, Jay. Thank Good you for morning. having me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Peace and love. Did you like that? I know it was as informative for you as it was for me. Look, this is a process for all of us. And to keep this process going, I would love to invite you to donate to our podcast. We want to continue to give you high-level content, beautiful content that enlightens and inspires and broadens your vision to elevate you and evolve. So please feel free to go to the podcast page at anchor.fm forward slash mommy matters. We would love to hear your questions and comments as well so that we can discuss them in future podcasts. And you can email that to mom evolve at gmail.com You can also visit the website and send your comments there. www.mommyevolve.com And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Peace and love.